They're setting up Chad's 50th birthday balloon before he gets in here. Let's see if we can figure this out. Have this thing. Hi, how many grown ass adults does it take? <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Look Happy birthday! You. Look at you guys! Happy birthday! 50. Boy, that really sinks in when you see it. Does it? That's a big number. You're only as old as you feel. I, or the, as the Botox lets me hear. <laughs> Oh, I'm 50. Yay. I'm 50, I'm half 100. Happy birthday, Chad. That is so good to be alive and uh, unvaxxed. <laughs> All right, it's party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. That's right, it's Thursday off the rails, and it is party time. You know why? Because tomorrow I'm 5-0. Look at, look at Sarah Gonzalez. Look at you decorated the room. Yes. You gave me a, I mean, I still don't have a Christmas tree. Uh, you can't really see this Christmas tree because you, you see you see Twitter birds sitting right up there in the top of my little Charlie Brown Christmas tree and the ball I stole off of Glenn Beck's. Let me, let me tell you how screwed up this place is, okay? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, let me just tell you. So... <laughs> They've had a Christmas tree out there in the lobby, the lobby, Boye, what, the, whatever. whatever you call it, the the Boye. north, the narthex. Hmm. They've they've got this, you know, this is a big building, mm -hmm. so they got that big Christmas tree out there in front of Glenn's office. And I went out there yesterday morning, and they were redecorating the tree. All the ornaments were off of it. I said, "What are y'all doing? Are you taking the tree down?" And they go, "No, we're redoing it." And I'm like, "What do you mean you're redoing it?" Well, what? we didn't like the look. So we're redecorating it. No. And I'm like, my set doesn't have anything. anything. <laughs> and you're doing Glenn's tree for a second time? <laughs> the same tree? It's driving. I mean, like, what is going on? Oh, well, but I'm not Glenn Beck. Life's good when you're Glenn Beck. He don't even know there's a tree out there. <laughs> he doesn't even know there's a tree. He has no clue. Have you seen the Instagram videos of his house? Yes. Where there's a tree in every room? Yes. And some Santa Claus Coca-Cola painting that he's, you know, just on a whim, jotted out with oils and acrylics? <laughs> you know, it's funny because I was having a conversation with um, one of his neighbors, someone who lives in his neighborhood. How does that happen? Well, I, I just happened to also to know him. He's one of my, my friends. And he, <laughs> we were discussing Christmas and he's, I said, oh, if it weren't for kids, I would not decorate for Christmas. And he doesn't have kids. And he said, oh, I love decorating for Christmas. And I'm like, really? And then it clicked and I went, oh, you pay someone to do it. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I went to a very wealthy friend's house the other evening. He had a party. And his place was stellar. Yeah. In terms of the decorations. Yeah. And he didn't put, I was like, okay, who put all this up? Right. Yeah, I know you didn't. Do right, it. right. I mean, right. he's got a 12 foot Christmas tree. You didn't do any of this. Stuff. Right. So that's what I thought of when I, I saw all Glenn's Christmas trees. I'm like, yeah. Right. I would probably do that too if I could just hire someone to just come and be like, make it Christmas in my house. Yeah. And then just let them do it. I saw this thing. I saw an ad on Facebook the other day, which now that I'm going to mention it out loud, my phone can hear me. Oh, no. And I'm wiretapped. They'll probably show me the ad every day. But it's <laughs> jellyfish lighting where you can yes. line your house and then you can put whatever color, turn the lights, whatever color, whatever holiday it is. Yeah. That's weird. It is. You're basically just putting LEDs on your house and uh, yeah. And leaving them there. Yeah. But like I bought, I went into his house and I saw these little, uh, they're outdoor lights that you can make any color on the mm -hmm. spectrum and, and they're little flat deals that are for outdoor, but I put them inside my house and they're just shining up the wall in green and red. 
Oh. Makes for a little pretty little deal. Yeah, ambiance. I am I'm like a weird decorator. Like I like to do that. I like I like I like every room to have a mood. Really? Yes. I just like as minimal as possible. Really? Yeah. I can't. I just, I'm not. I'm not a clutter person. I oh. grew up, my mother, she's a collector. I'll just say that. I can't she's a collector, that. okay? So I grew up with the stuff. Yeah. Um, I was married to the stuff once upon a time. Yeah. But not, mm, I'm, I, I like things to have a place. But anyway. So you're, but you're creative like that. I am creative like that. I, I'm not, I can't visualize things. I, I like don't, they asked me about yeah. my new set and I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just want it to look nice. Yeah. Don't ask me what that is. But you know, when I see this 50 sitting up here, that's a big number. It's, it's a reasonably large number. It's an accomplishment. Mm -hmm. it's, I've gotten there. Um, half a century. Half a century. That's a lot of years. It's a lot of years. And you, you realize you've probably lived a lot more than you're going to live going forward. <laughs> uh, and, you know, I mean, sometimes you lay there at three in the morning and you're awake, you know, sucking your thumb in bed alone. And... Uh, you think about this uh, this mortal coil that we exist upon, and you think one of these days I'm going to shed this outer, you know, mobile home and fly with the <laughs> uh, the beings prior and uh, hopefully go heavenward. We'll see. It's a coin toss at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Into the loving arms of my Lord. And uh, yeah, you know, you think about it and you're like, I could die tonight. Are you ready? I think I'm, you know, you just got to be ready. You got to be ready. Wow, this took a strange turn. You know, you just got to be ready. And, <laughs> you know, I just never, like, sometimes I think things, I tweet things, and, and I, you know, or I say things on this show, and I'm like, you know, what if I, if I died tomorrow? Like, I, what, am, what do I really want people to, because they're like, oh, it was so ominous. He talked about life and the things to look forward to, and now he's dead. And it's like, oh, <laughs> this was so terrible. He was talking about all these things he's going to do in life in his next 30 years, and he's died. <laughs> And, and I'm like, yeah, see, I don't want to let y'all have that high note. Like, I just want to go ahead and tear it down and be like, you know, hey, this shit could go south real quick. You know? Don't expect too much out of me from so, this point yeah, on. So then going forward, people will be like, well, he pretty much called it. He said he was going to be dead soon. <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I, you know, I listen, I'm in reasonably decent health, knock on something, acrylic. Um, but, you know, is what it is. I come from pretty good genes. And uh, what are you looking for? Well, what are you going you for? You mentioned your health. I just wanted to officially <laughs> give you your birthday present. <laughs> so what you is can wrong keep with you? Track. You bought me a scale. I bought him a scale. <laughs> I told you I was going to. And because I, every time we talk about your keto and I'm like, how much weight have you lost? I don't know. I don't, I don't have know. a scale. I don't know. My belt doesn't fit. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You're going to put this in your damn house and you're going to weigh look, yourself. Look, give, me a, give me a shot here. Mark, give me a shot here, Mark. Right, no, Clothes are coming off. Don't look at the junk. But look, look right here. Wow. Like, is, I've lost a good bit. That was, that was a little suckage. That was a little suckage. It's about right to yeah. put on your birthday suit people, for people real. Like, people are like, that's a weird belly button. They're like, that's a weird belly button. Well, I had multiple surgeries. Surgery. So, yeah. So, thanks and a lot. Look at this. Come on. Wow. Come on. Birthday suit time, I, I guess. We we were uh, CJ and I were having dinner in Galveston last week, and uh, can you hear me? They uh, <laughs> and this couple <laughs> microphones are insignificant. Hello? You know, I'm like I'm like old people, like so there I was, <laughs> 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 and uh, we were having dinner, and we heard this couple sitting behind us uh, talking about um, living in the woodlands, 
And so they were having a conversation with – so as they got up to leave, we turned and said, hey, we heard you were from the Woodlands. We were kind of eavesdropping. And so they sat down with us, and we hung out and had a, had a couple of drinks for another hour, visited with them, made new friends. And uh, so it was funny because it's a couple, and, and when I asked her, I was like, so, so what do you do? She goes, I'm a porn writer. <laughs> and we are like, oh, what? You're like, you could have just said writer, but here we are. He goes, she does that for the shock value. She writes romance novels. Oh. <laughs> She's a published romance novelist. That's funny. Yeah, and she, but she put the deal out, and she just said, uh, she, she showed us her books and, and oh, stuff. Oh, I thought you but, she showed us her book, and uh, I was like, whoa. No, but they, they, she has, they, she basically is a porn writer. <laughs> I, I perused a page. It's like Fifty Shades of Grey, or? No, it's more like, you know, oh, I'm going to, there's a fireman that came to, get the cat out of the tree and now he's on a whole other pussy uh that kind of thing um yeah anyway cj bought every one <laughs> she bought every book oh no whatever man um you can have some high expectations for you I'm 50 for crying out I know, loud that's what i'm saying standard issue mediocre caucasian right mix of pharmaceuticals it works but there it is not man. for long not for long not with tequila <laughs> No, I don't know, man. I uh, I'm surrounded by good people. I got good folks in my life. I'm blessed. You said even before we started taping, can't believe we get to do this. I will tell you, next year, I want us to have a bit, like a more of a party on this show. I want us to have fun. Like yeah. I've got some ideas for some clip ideas that we're gonna do and punch through the smoke. I always get this way when I know I've got one more year on my contract. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna generate more <laughs> listenership, more viewers on this show. We're gonna be fun, and it lasts about the first six weeks of the year. <laughs> And then it's back to this, you know, but y'all are here. You love us. And that's why we always encourage you. If you want to help this show, take five minutes, go to where podcasts are offered, mm -hmm. leave a rating and a review. And, uh, and just, you know, I would say that takes less than five minutes. It doesn't take long. It's very quick. You know, I told my producer, his name's uh, Chris Cruz. I said, uh, I said, could you pull uh, this thing? And I sent him a deal and it was a, it was a it was a review, and it was a good review, and he didn't pull it. <laughs> See, this is how my parties die in the darkness. There it is, there right it there. Is. Uh, says uh, entertaining. Uh, this is from Joe Mayberry. He said, "Chad and his guests consistently make me laugh, think, and ponder. Entertaining and provocative with a good old boy twist. Is it for everyone? Not sure, <laughs> but Chad speaks my language, and we definitely need more voices like his in the world. Thank you, Joe." Thank you, Joan. It's funny. And uh, there was a, another person who said, I'd never heard this show before, but in the opening thing, he started talking about someone getting a blumpkin while they were watching the show, <laughs> and I was immediately hooked. Uh, uh, Rob T. Dog uh, said, Hammer Time. He said, Best Catwoman out there, Sarah. That was back from <laughs> your Halloween October. deal. So. Thank you. There's some fun ones. I but try. if you do that, I want you to. Ask a question to Glenn Beck. He's going to be on the show, I think, next Wednesday night. So go in there, leave a rating and review. And like, if you go to if you go to chartable.com, the other day we were like ranked 89 in politics as, as a category for podcasts. And those things, they're kind of vanity ratings, but they do make a difference. You're in the wrong category. Well, I'm comedy, news, and politics. Okay. But the ones they rank me, my primary one is politics. So it's in all of them, but the rankings go to politics. See, isn't that weird, though? Because mine is news commentary. They're all weird. And I don't want to be it in the comedy no category. You don't want to be, if you're a podcaster, you don't want to be in the comedy mm. category because everybody's got a damn comedy podcast. Yeah. 
But I mean, you're still in. You're, we're still, no matter what, to be ranked like that, you're still in the top one percent of all podcasts on the globe. Of course, of course. So it's it's good that we have people who listen, and so I'm thankful. You know, I always this time of year, I look back and I go, "Wow, the year's gone by mm-hmm. fast." Um, you know, really, really fast. And because I remember the plans I was making for the show this year, you know, last December, and I was like, "Wow." So what Chad is saying is that he wants to keep his job. And he'd really like for you to make well, sure to subscribe. But the thing is, like, I what Joe said in that review is right. Like, this show is not for everybody. <laughs> I, I I know, like, yeah, I'm not Charlie Kirk, right? Yeah. I I uh, I have a better tooth to gum ratio, and but I'm not like I'm not smart like those guys. Uh, you know, I, I don't I don't really talk really yes, fast like Mitch Bureau. I, I don't really like I don't I don't have a lot of people that are listening to me because I, I use really big words and I'm perfunctory and I'm, I, like I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, but you're you're lying. You are that smart. You Am just I? people don't realize it because you wear the cowboy hat and the denim. That's the deal, huh? Yeah, that's the deal. Well. You got the accent, and and people get easily tricked. Well, that's a fake accent because don't you know I'm a carpetbagger from yes, New Jersey. From New Jersey, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I'm just trying to fit in here in of Texas course. so I can profit off of people. You like the the guys we talked about last episode? That yeah, she she and then they. I mean, that's why the Abbeville Institute has me as a keynote speaker next year to come and talk about Southern heritage. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I am sitting here literally because of a video called "Unapologetically Southern." Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how anymore. I don't, I don't know. Anyway, but no, I, I, it's like we're blessed, right? We're, we are blessed. Mm-hmm. And we try to do the side hustles, selling T-shirts and things like that. Because, again, it's all part of this, right? It's a message. We're trying to – it's all under that one umbrella of being able to, I think, encourage people, educate people, bless people, make them think about things. Like for me, when I say the show's not for everybody, obviously – I get surprised at some of the audiences out there. Some people don't know how to take me because I'm sardonic, I'm sarcastic, my witticisms are just like, eh, uh, not that great. And <laughs> I do kind of come with a Southern colloquialism, but I, I, at the same time, I want to twist a phrase so that you think about something in a different way, mm-hmm. right? And so now when you go out and you have that conversation, like all this week I've been talking about how mental health is how well you grasp reality. So I want you to think about stuff like that so when you take it out, you know, when you're having that discussion over Christmas dinner and, and instead of instead of calling Aunt Susie crazy, just say, you know, you really don't have a grasp on reality. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot easier than calling somebody crazy. Yeah. Like this is not is this reality? No. But see, you can actually have a good syllogistic conversation and discussion. Wow. Yeah. Syllogistic. Syllogistic. That's right. That's exactly right. You need to do like Chad's SAT word for the day. <laughs> Oh, you said you wasn't God. smart. We gotta sell something here. We gotta let's see if I can find Masterworks. I love Masterworks. So I go on my Masterworks app and I see if I've made any money all the time. And uh, Chris came up the other day and he was showing me some new artwork that he had invested in. And uh, it's a pretty unbelievable hidden, buried story, a la Hunter Biden laptop. They almost managed to hide this story until the midterms passed. But if you uh, missed this the other day, there was this bombshell report about uh, the hidden half. That's the biggest banks and investment firms in the world. And they're putting up to half of their total assets into new investments. And you know what they know that you don't know? Uh, they know the economy is about to get worse. In fact, the CEO of J.P. Morgan himself just warned that stocks could slide another 20 percent. But the bigger news, we found out where they're moving their money to. 
they're putting it into alternative investments like fine art. So the bigwigs know it's outpaced even the S&P 500 over the last 26 years, and uh, not by just a little bit, but by 131%. Now, you can do the same thing with Masterworks, all right? And that's what I'm telling you. Uh, even in 2022, Masterworks has produced results. Like in early October, they had a strategic exit for a 21.5% net return to their investment. And listen, 21.5%, that's huge. Six of their seven exits have done that well, over 20% net returns. This is on fine art. So, folks, don't sleep on this because... Uh, there's a lot of major economic markers out there flashing red in the next six months, and this is a good time to invest. So you can get a priority because I, I think Masterworks, like we're the only show they're even advertising on anymore because people are investing. So yeah. if you go to masterworks.art slash Chad, you can invest in fine art wherever you're at. So you need to see the important disclosures at masterworks.com slash CD. Promise you it's good. Check them out. We'll be right back. So anyway, Saturday night, of course, is the birthday bash, uh, December 10th at Dosido. I'm so sad. Another reason people kind of don't take me serious. I go to places like Dosido. <laughs> Dosido is a badass listening room. That is a great music venue uh, in North Houston, Spring, Texas. Have CJ send me lots of pictures. I'm going to video it so I can pull some clips out of it because yeah. I am going to tell some stories I've never told before. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell some stories, some stuff that would probably offend some audiences, but just because I know the people coming to this, they know me. Yeah, they know my heart, right? So there it is. Oh, that'll mm. be fun. And as you mentioned in previous shows, you get a you get a good dinner too. So it's yeah, they a got good a chicken deal. fried steak that's like that, and I can't eat you it. You can't eat it. I can't eat it, but um, it is delicious. Got good gravy and good oh, green beans and all that kind of stuff and. Um, can't eat that. Shit. I'm a machine, man. I went to Waffle House this morning, and you know, I try to get got not waffles. No, of course not. <laughs> but uh, I, I try to get stuff that you know, is, is, some stuff ain't so good. But you know, cheese and eggs and steak and all that kind of stuff. Have you ever seen the stuff, the oil that they use when they cook the eggs to make sure it doesn't stick? Love it. Oof. It's, it's just <clears throat> hydrogenated butter. It's so gross. <laughs> it's so good. Ugh. Oh, it's so good. Did y'all see that clip this week of Barack Obama, uh, who was telling the thing about uh, old crazy uh, Uncle Joe? Did you see that clip? It. That's clip number. I don't know what is is. Play it real quick. We all know some folks in our lives. Who, nope. We don't wish them ill will. No. Nope. They say crazy stuff. We're all like, well, you know, Uncle Joe. You know what happened to him? Sure do. You know. It's okay. It, it, they're part of the family. But you don't give them serious responsibilities. I, well, now that is being president is pretty serious. That's disturbing to me. <laughs> like, let's, let's break that down psychologically. Okay. Now, first of all, when he said that, I'm thinking, because I've said dumb things in the middle of a speech or whatever. Um, by the way, Thursday night, I'm going to be at the Montgomery County Pachyderm Club, which is the Republican club, Montgomery County down there, giving a speech. And uh, every now and then you're doing that and you say something, you're like, eh, that kind of came out <laughs> not right. And I was like, did he just kind of slip up and just use a phrase, Uncle Joe? Mm -hmm. Or was he legitimately referring to Joe Biden? I mean, it would 
track with all of the previous things we've heard him say about Joe Biden. You're right. So it's almost like he's saying, hey, I'm not taking responsibility for this moron. Mm -hmm. We all know what's wrong with Joe. He's still part of the family. And that's that's another thing. It's like, know your audience. Like sometimes you could say things like I just said, I'm going to tell stories Saturday night that I wouldn't tell in a lot of places, but I'm going to film it. So who knows where that'll go. Mm -hmm. And maybe he's at, because he was speaking at a Raphael Warnock runoff campaign event and he maybe he thought well i'm just saying it to these folks they'll know because this is family right we're right. in the family here but you're barack obama that thing's gonna get out right what do you do, do i should you take more away from that than just the surface value of it i mean is that the former president telling us that the current president is a moron i think so almost like hey we all know he's an idiot, but he's the, our village's yes, idiot. Yes. And we're going to, you know, we're going to say he's crazy. You don't give him any serious responsibility. I mean, again, that tracks with everything that we've heard, not just from what Obama has said himself, but also who's really running the administration. Exactly. And that's why, to me, this thing is more than just funny. It, yeah. it's, that's the point is yes. he's telling the world we're the ones in charge. Yes. There are a lot of Easter eggs that these people leave. Yeah. Uh, you know, go back to Balenciaga. Like there's the, nothing is unintentional, I think, yeah. with the left. Yeah. Because I, I, like that's why they don't even. Did you see the deal the other night? What was it? The little Lincoln Christmas or whatever. When Joe's on the podium and Jill's standing next to him. And what was it? LL Cool J <laughs> is standing over there. And Joe has the microphone and he's, oh, and he's done with it. And he just turns, doesn't know where he's going. You know how his lost moments on stage. Mm-hmm. And he just walks with the microphone. He, he like he forgot to leave it on the podium, so he just carried it with him and just walked down into the audience with the microphone, kind of I thing. I didn't see this. Yeah. Oh and this no. This was just the other night. This was over the weekend. And so I like I don't think they care that he's that way. Well, there. I mean, I I don't because it think, doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be astute. He doesn't have to be, and I like they realize that they've already they've they can't hide it anymore, yeah. right? Like there's no hiding it. It's out on display. So what are they gonna do? There's nothing they can do. They just have to not care and just keep doing what they're doing behind the scenes. And I mean, maybe he just misspoke. He just pulled a name out, you know, and said, oh, Uncle Joe, because that. But I mean, even we've been so, calling creepy Uncle Joe for a long time. Yeah. So I don't I don't you know, I like to think that intellectually Barack Obama is a little more on point. He knows what he's saying. Correct. I mean, right. Isn't he one of those supposed to be one of the greatest orators, orators in the of world? All time. Right. That's I mean, what I'm saying. Nothing of course, everything I say would be. <laughs> smart too if there were two seconds between every word <laughs> <laughs> bill clinton was kind of the same way wasn't he i mean let me just tell you yeah idiots it's not it was not it's not unintentional you Glad can't tell I'm me as someone as cunning as barack obama cunning that's a good word that's what i like to use for them cunning they're very cunning well, you just made it weird. He's a cunning linguist. Oh. <laughs> it was right a, there. A cunning linguist. I had to hit it. Uh, <laughs> play clip number two. What are your thoughts on all of this tomfoolery over the last 24 wow. hours? There's a lot going on here. I guess with Musk is to prove that, hey, I'm the right kind of Republican, meaning I'm a Trump Republican. I'm a, uh, you know, election denying Republican. I, I don't know what kind of Republican he is. I mean, probably next year he'll be an independent or a Democrat, depending on how the wind blows. Um, but the re- but the reality like of it is uh, putting those things back on the platform uh, 
juxtaposition with the argument that he's all about free speech um, really undermines the central, some of the central tenets of free speech is that it is, it is about, yes, the freedom of you to say things, but not at the harm or expense of someone else. And so when you're perpetuating lies and, and, and so forth, um, you're really kind of laughing in the face of this idea of what the platform he claims is supposed to be. For the party, um, they love it. I mean, they got, they got the world, one of the world's richest men, uh, helping them uh, foment the kind of distrust of the system uh, and disinformation um, where their fingerprints don't necessarily have to be on it. These people really believe this now, I think. I, I don't see how you can, but like, we don't want you to put all of the stuff that people have said out there because that would undermine free speech. Mm. Um, what? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. I mean, how dare you allow people that I disagree with say the things that they're thinking because there may be some misinformation mixed into it. Did you see the guy, which I'd taken a screenshot of the tweet, but there was a guy on there and he's kind of getting some prominence on some of his, his tweets, but he on there the other day, he's like, um, Elon Musk has talked to Vladimir Putin. He has gotten the Russian basically playbook and they are telling him what to put out on this kind of stuff. And Stop. people are like, that's exactly right. And I'm like, that is exactly wrong. <laughs> like that, that is, I literally read this thing and laughed out loud. <laughs> I commented on his deal. I was like, this is hilarious. Hilarious, I say. It's hilarious. Wow. So they're really going to go to Russian collusion again. They're going with, right back to it. It's all Vladimir completely Putin. Different. Vladimir Putin is not only running a third world country, he's running the world. Uh, Vladimir we, Putin. We just saw reports that he's like falling downstairs and pooping his pants. Yeah. But he's definitely running the it's world. It's not a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> I also love that, uh, you know, grifter Michael Steele is talking about how, oh, he's, pro you know, he's a Republican now. He's probably going to be a, a Democrat or an independent. And it's like, why do you think you're on MSNBC right now? Do you Michael Steele. Right. <laughs> do you remember, uh, this is relevant to this week, do you, do you remember when, uh, just a year or so ago, they were actually, the mainstream media was actually pushing, saying Michael Avenatti needs to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> they just added 14 years to his sentence. <laughs> and everybody keeps talking, oh, Trump's going to jail. Well, yeah. it, like, they had all the evidence you guys think they have. He'd already be in jail. I mean, Michael Avenatti's already serving, what, five or six, and they just added another 14? <laughs> Bruh. I mean, I'd say you guys peddled some misinformation on this guy. He literally stole millions from people. Um, uh, so can we censor you guys? You know, uh, Glenn, in one of my favorite clips recently, Glenn talked about all of the uh, things that the New York Times has published in the last two years that were fake news. Mm -hmm. They were misinformation. And he talked about it on the show. The Blaze just did an article on it. I've even alluded to it on this show, all the different things. I've even made a post about it. I made a tweet about it using that stuff, using the transcript from Glenn's show. At what point in time are you going to come out and say, uh-uh, no, 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 no. New York Times, that was fake. That was. Are we going to censor them? Yeah, I mean, well, it's just it's fascinating to hear people it, it try to explain freedom of speech like it's it has limits. Right. He's like, well, I mean, we do. We of course we agree on freedom of speech. Oh, I mean, unless it's harming someone. It's like, well, words can't harm people. Right. So unless you're Sheila Jackson Lee. <laughs> uh, it is. It, been shown. Uh, uh, it has uh, been proven. It has been over and over <laughs> proven.
that words do indeed break my bones. Her face looks like a two-car garage. <laughs> Why? Screw it. That's free speech. <laughs> Somebody threatened to sue me yesterday, or the day before yesterday on Twitter. uh Because what? being on your show. Uh, because the blaze, I made the joke about when Hillary Clinton came on there talking about, you know, being a human right of aborting people and we need to defend those rights. And I said, well, we all know that, you know, Hillary Clinton killing people. I mean, right. that's no big surprise at right. this point. So it's like, can you prove it? It sounds like you need to be sued for defamation. It's like, that's oh, where we're at. You're going to you know, you're going to sue people for making jokes. And, uh, yeah, and, like and guess what? By the way, she is an advocate for killing people. It's called unborn babies. Right. So she would, said it. They would like to do that, though. They would like to sue you for making jokes. Yeah. Yeah. God forbid. Yeah. God forbid someone makes a joke. Most unfunny people. Uh, they, they, listen, that's social media by and large. Yeah. You know, but I'll tell you the thing I don't like about Elon's thing, and everybody calls us an elitist for what we've said about Twitter. And it's like, no, listen, I, I don't mind who's commenting, who's talking. I, I don't care, whatever. It just it just marginalizes Twitter even more for me because it wasn't that great of a platform to begin with, in my opinion. Ooh. But um, shots fired. Well, it's just true. I, it's like, mm, why? I like do I, some days I just don't feel like going and getting in a fight. <laughs> you know, I like why? I, nothing you want to say. Everything's got to be. Oh, well, you're a douchebag from New Jersey. Oh God, man! What? Like why? What? Like what does that add to the conversation, really? You know. So like, as like the thing that bugs me, and the only thing we've complained about on Twitter is the fact the fact that it's harder to see certain types of comments that right. you're wanting to see. Right. Because again, I've got the douchebags who are now that's relegated to the top of going. That's been my. That's our. That's all our point is. So now everybody, most of the people commenting on my deal is a picture of half the face of a of a Santa Claus doll. Like right. that's not a real person. Right. And it's like, ooh, helium balloon 50 at helium balloon 50. <laughs> Who am I talking to? That I want to have a conversation. Well, we can't reveal our identities. Then get off of it. Right. You're not what you're saying is not relevant anymore because it ain't you. You're not a real person. Yeah. So why why is what you're saying more valuable or even considered relevant when this guy on the thing, the talking head Riri says, well, you know, they don't agree with me, so they must be misinformation. And Elon Musk, by God, is a Republican. Shut up. I want a real person saying things, even if I disagree with you. Yeah. I want to be a real person. I want to be a real boy. <laughs> Hang tight. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back. Let's get into the waxing eloquent segment of this show. <laughs> you guys remember a few months back when we talked about a pretty anus story out of Loudoun County, Virginia, that was involving a transgender girl, uh, which is to say a boy, who was sexually assaulting a number of actual biological girls and even raping one in the girls' bathroom at school. Well, a recent grand jury inquiry has concluded, uh, and guess what they came up with it's a hell of a lot worse than what we knew about in the initial reporting and the initial reporting was enough to make your hair stand on it first there was the fact that a teacher's aide actually walked in on the rape and did nothing about it yeah that's right you heard me nothing just turned around and walked through hell right back out and why what in the world would possess a human being or as a school employee to just walk away and pretend you didn't see what you saw the report also found that 
quote, the district concealed the nature of the attack even as that district was preparing to impose a controversial new transgender bathroom policy. After the rape, the student was transferred to another school where he was involved in multiple incidents of misbehavior against girls that were known to officials, but until now unknown to the public. Even the rapist's own grandmother told officials he was a sociopath, but little was done. The rapist soon committed another assault, this time in a classroom, end quote. Now, fortunately, the release of this report does not mean that the grand jury has been suspended. It hasn't, and that's good because it means that charges can still be brought up in this case. And uh, in case I forgot to mention uh, that that hasn't happened yet, uh, this stuff happened in May of 2021, for goodness sake, a year and a half ago. Now, I know that the wheels of justice turn slowly, but we can, we can bring up – I mean, let's think about this for a minute. Can we bring up – charges before the kids eligible for AARP maybe I mean let's get this done folks even before we decided that experimenting with gender was some great notion to release into the general student populace free of constraint there was sexual predation it's been a problem for a long time and it's one of those things that we sort of just do our best to mitigate and when you put hundreds or thousands of kids together in a building complex and expect them to fully ignore the Noah's Ark-style flood of hormones pouring through them 24-7 and act entirely according to the strictures of public morality, you're going to get a few mavericks in the bunch. And it's hard enough to deal with those without throwing additional opportunities into the mix by breaking down the necessary barriers delineating things like gender privacy. Now, if you're a girl and you go into a girl's bathroom, you expect to only encounter girls. What you don't expect is to run into a dude in a dress who wants to throw down on you and is powerful enough to do so by dint of his true biological wiring. Now, the parents of this girl who was victimized by this piece of garbage, they've been working to try to get something done about it ever since. Now, so it's probably at least a tiny bit gratifying to know that this school's cowardly actions are at least starting to come into the public light, but it'll never be enough. We're playing with fire in our society, folks. These things can and often do reach up and bite us almost immediately after we float the test balloon. And why on earth we would choose to not merely throw the idea out there, but in fact demand that it be embraced and encouraged uh, that it be experienced is beyond me. But the outcomes don't look pretty. We're going to see worse and worse stories emerge as the days, months, and years go forward. Again, mm. Sarah, mm -mm -mm. mental health. Mm -hmm. People don't embrace reality. I told you that the other day when you were on my show and we went to break, and I was like, you literally can use, you can go back to that. Yep. Every single story, every story that we discuss, it's the same thing. Yep, every single one of them. And the thing is, these folks out there think that the unicorns exist. They think that this is some magical utopian world where if everybody just got acceptance, nothing like this would happen. But the fact of the matter is there is a sinful human nature. There is a total depravity in human beings that given the opportunity and guided into temptation with uh, unbridled lust and hormones and all these other things, you're going to do things that are against uh, maybe your better judgment, your better angels. And then sometimes you have people who, like this person, could, 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 you know, admits to being a sociopath, and they're just going to act according to the nature that they've embraced. Mental health issues. Uh, and so we talk about this mental health thing. We talk about we got to have better mental health. 
But how are you going to do that if you keep foisting false realities on right. people? Right. Never going to get any better. Yeah, that's a depressing one to me because when you see the state of the mental health community, of the professionals who are actually supposed to be helping people and they're just doing worse damage, it's like, how do we even dig ourselves out of that mess? Yeah, this, this, is, this, is, this is like, you know, look, they stopped grading kids. Like they stopped with like, a, they started giving them an alligator, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> like, Ooh, you scored an alligator on this test. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, there's schools. You know, there's, and there's, then you got sports leagues. I got, I got friends in California that, you know, they go to their kids' soccer games and they're not allowed to clap or, or to say anything out loud. No. Oh, I would fail miserably at that. Yeah, you can't say anything. I'm, I'm a yeller at the games. Yeah, you, you can't do that in these deals. Because they, it makes the other kids right feel out. bad. Yeah, because you know, if your kid's winning and you're like, yeah, kick his ass, Seabass. Yeah. You know, you can't, you can't do those things because the other team's going to feel bad about losing. Oh, my god! So this is the society, again, where everybody gets a participation trophy. Everybody gets acceptance. And there's no consequences for, you know, anything. And, and then you look at a guy like Kyle Rittenhouse, right, mm-hmm. who, who did what he did. And people can think whatever they want as to why Kyle was there. I'm sure if Kyle could go back, he wishes he wasn't there that um, night. Mm-hmm. Um, but he I was. I think he has said that. And, and what happened has happened, and he was in a court found not guilty on all charges. Okay, but people are still going to make him guilty, right? Mm-hmm. But and what's happening is you got a situation like this where a person's dead to rights guilty, and nobody's going to be held accountable, right? Why is that school aide who walked in, saw the rape happening, turned around and walked out? Why are they not being held accountable? Why do we not know this? Why is not the mainstream talking about this stuff? Again, I go back to this. You got to bring back shame. Yeah. You got to bring back guilt. You got to be, you, you, listen, if you're not performing, there needs to be a penalty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if you fail the test, you fail the test. Right. It's an F. You don't, you don't keep getting other tries. You, you, you relearn it until. That's why 74% of Baltimore high school students are graduating without the ability to read. Well, right. And also, like, if your students keep failing the test, then you lose your job and you're replaced right. by someone who can actually teach them something. Right. Or or as you have in the state of Texas, everybody has that big old scapegoat because the kids aren't learning anything because they're not educating people because they're just teaching them to take a standardized test mm-hmm. every year. And so there is no critical thinking, no complexity of thought. There's no, there's no process. There's no learning. I've told people before, you know, when I was at the University of Georgia, they have the free, they have the free speech platform right in the middle of campus, you know, and people would get up there and believe it or not, people would do it every day. They would get up there and say whatever the hell they want to say. And they'd, cool. they'd give their little deal. And there would certain times of the day, people would get up there and you had everything from the street preachers to the whatever. People would get up there and read their dissertation if they wanted to. But it was a free speech platform, and you couldn't stop anybody if they were on that platform. I, I don't, somebody can fill me in. I don't even know if that's still there, you know, if that thing is still there. Right there in the center of, of campus, uh, you know, just, just on one side of the uh, football stadium and, and uh, you know, right there by the campus bookstore. So I'd love to know if that's still there because there's such there's such a so, you know, I was saying a couple of weeks ago that professor, that school professor on 60 Minutes, they interviewed him and he said, you know, we don't talk about certain things in class because we know people it's going to cause an argument. People are going to get basically their feelings hurt. It's like this is where you go. It's called a university. You know, you're bringing together diverse ideas. University, <laughs> you know, a unified diversity university in one place. Incredible. And you're supposed that's what a university is by definition of the word. 
But yet, you know, we you can't think of free ideas. You can't say anything. You can't you can't speak out about stuff. And you let insanity run amok and unchecked and unfettered. Put a shock collar on this shit, man, and reel it in. We'll be right back. You know, if you didn't think World War III was close enough, okay. uh, play clip number five, Mark. Public business. I'm a photographer. My belief is that, you know, no, uh, not that I'm one. doing six. It's play a Wonderful five. Life. Go back scene. one. Go back one. My bad. Go back one. John We Bolton. see this as a, a, nope, an interesting play the John a coincidence. Bolton. We're getting I... there, baby. We're getting there. We're wow. all around the target. Wow. You are essentially telling us that you would consider getting into the 2024 race. Absolutely. I, I think I think uh, to be a presidential candidate, you can't simply say I support the Constitution. You have to say I would oppose people who would undercut it. You know, we used to have a thing in the House of Representatives called the House Un-American Affairs Committee. I think when you challenge the Constitution itself the way Trump has done, that is un-American. So what do you have to see that would make you say, now is the moment that I am going to declare my candidacy? I'd like to see Sherman-esque statements from all the potential candidates. If I don't see that, then I'm going to seriously consider getting in. Oh, my God. That's what we need is John Bolton. I love that he's saying this as if there's like such a clamoring for John Bolton to Everybody's run Everybody's crying out for Mike Pence and John Bolton right now. Right. <laughs> Everybody is begging for a Pence Bolton ticket right now. I mean, they really are, man. Um, Everywhere you go, people are talking about John. Why isn't John Bolton running for president? I mean, I'm sitting there going, you know what? In in this in today's lackluster field of candidates, there is one that emerges in my mind, and that's John Bolton. Uh, out of the mist and the shroud and fog, no one declared a Sherman-esque declaration. <laughs> Uh, did you just ask for scorched earth right there? It sounds very Bolton-esque. <laughs> Screw Sherman-esque. Uh, let's, we need a Bolton-esque policy. You know what? We're going to lay waste to the entire f***ing world. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to plow up their fields and pour salt on the ground so nothing grows again. That is a John Bolton presidency. <laughs> Truly. World domination. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay there, Napoleon. No, I just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and listen, I love the fact that Trump came out and said what he said about the Constitution, just on the sheer fact that now he's got Democrats and Riri's like John Melting Bolton down. out there defending the Constitution. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> suddenly, wait a second. Su- suddenly the Democrats all became constitutionalists. Yeah, yeah you're like, uh, weren't you guys just advocating for like the reversing of a whole lot of amendments? Yeah, like you said it wasn't absolute. It's a living, breathing document. Yeah, Trump comes out and makes a statement that says, well, the Constitution in this situation is not absolute. And they're like, oh, 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 wait a minute, Donnie J. T-Rump. We love the Constitution. We are about the Constitution. How dare you say we're going to nullify the Constitution, Donald Trump. I love it. Yeah, idiots. So I don't know what Trump meant in that deal, in that statement that he was on Truth Social. We're, we're, yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, I can interpret a number of different ways. I'm, I'm not defending Trump. I, I just think it's funny. Yep. That's my observation. Right? I love all I, Trump statements. I like, think they're very I, like, funny. Well, it gives us something to talk about, doesn't it? Yeah. 
And I love the Riri's that come at me on social media. I'm like, oh, you're defending. I'm just telling you what he said. And I'm telling you how I think it's funny. Yeah. You know? And I've said on your show with that statement about the whole thing, it's like, well, he basically is saying, no, the Constitution doesn't defend tyrants. Right. Like, like you, you can set aside the Constitution in this argument because we're not talking about one a duly elected president mm-hmm. we can all make that argument no we, we can talk about how they are acting in a tyrannical way and the constitution basically gives us the right to say yeah you know what we're not dealing with a legitimate government right here right they, they, well and whether it's a legitimate government or not they're not acting legitimately they're not this government this this administration is not acting constitutionally they're no. not they're not acting legitimately i mean you've heard them in some in some regards admit that yeah that, it, that it's not constitutional. That's why they want they to change it, anyway. it. Right. Right. They've wanted to purge the Supreme Court. They've wanted to pack the Supreme Court. They want to get rid of the filibuster. They, you know, they, they want to say that uh, women's reproductive rights is a constitutional mm-hmm. right. No, it's not. Mail-in ballots. Yeah. Drop boxes. All sorts of stuff. Yeah. To, I mean, gosh, I, the why would they want that, to game the system? The fact that our nation is run by two and a half million unelected bureaucrats. Right. Who are truly running the show. Right. The fact that Barack Obama sat up there and said, well, you know, little crazy Uncle Joe. We know who's running the deal. Mm -hmm. But again, mental health, not reality. Do not believe what your eyes see. Do not believe what your ears hear or what your mind tells you. Don't believe that. That's not reality. Just believe us. Believe us. And so I don't know. You know, like poorly worded. I get it. I don't understand half the stuff why Trump says, why he put the word founders Founders. in quotation. I I don't know. You know, I literally was sitting there and I'm going, well, huh? my head hurts trying to get in that debacle. He is so unintentionally funny. I don't, it, I, like, yeah, it, it would have to be unintentional. Nobody's that smart. No, well. Nobody's that f- smart comedically. No, but remember. I don't think. I don't think so either because remember when we watched his speech at the Turning Point event yeah. and he's talking about the bird graveyards. Yeah. Because never of the windmill. If you've never seen a bird graveyard. <laughs> We were just laughing I was the whole dying. time. <laughs> we were crying laughing. I was dying. I and mean. He, I don't think he was trying to be funny. Because I was sitting there. Trump was on stage. And I was. I had come up with the idea for some character. Because I was still doing humor me on here. And I wanted to do a superhero character. Yeah. Who was all about toxic masculinity. And I was right. going to call him Toxic Shock. Yeah. <laughs> and I was drawing what that costume would look I like. I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. I, so Donald Trump's on stage. And I'm drawing out my character Toxic Shock. <laughs> He's like a human tampon, right? He, toxic shock. You know, I'm here to violate women. And, uh, and so and Trump starts talking about the bird graveyard. And I could feel you kind of shaking, laughing. And I was like, I'm hearing it. And, I, and I'm like, is this guy really saying what he's saying? I was dying, dude. So I was funny. dying. I was having the best time in that speech. Uh, anyway, who knows? Who knows? Um, ah, we're always out of time. But you know what? That's the beauty of overtime, folks. Mm. And... Uh, we're going to sit here for another 20 minutes. You can watch Overtime on Blaze TV if you subscribe. BlazeTV.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad and sign up. We want all the fam over there. We're not done here, though. A couple of bookkeeping notes, and we'll be done with you for the week. We'll be right back. All right. Um, wish we had time to talk about that. We don't. Uh, 
Thanks, guys, for uh, all the birthday wishes this week, this month. I've kind of drugged this whole turning 50 thing out for a long time now. Well, you know what? You're half a century old. You deserve it. Yeah, there you go. I don't know at what age we start breaking hips, but it's got to be soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll get up off the toilet a lot more careful, a lot more gingerly these days. Um, <laughs> all right, guys, know that I love you very much. God bless you. Thanks for coming out to shows. Continue to do so, please. Go to watchchad.com. Keep up with everything we're doing. Of course, support Sarah Gonzalez. Watch the news and why it matters. And uh, go to chadonblaze.com and use Chad20 as a promo code. Shop Sarah G, uh, American Beauty by Sarah, all the good things. And guys, listen, 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 listen. We're heading into holiday season. Do me a favor. Get drunk. <laughs> say things you'll regret. <laughs> you know, talk politics at Christmas. Pinch somebody on the ass. <laughs> no, you know, don't. Same sex. Don't do that. If you're a dude, play a little grab ass. Don't. With, don't with, do that. With, with crazy Uncle Joe. Don't. Okay. These are words that'll bite me later on when I run for governor again. I love y'all. God bless you. I'll see you on Monday. Bye. <laughs>